Guys, we have to do something different. We ready? Yay, yay! When you're right, you're right. I'm just a publicist. What the f*** do I know? Are you going to the gym today? Yes, we, we do, do need the doubling line. We be clubbing? AIC Hotel Group Productions. Yeah, just send an email to payroll. We be clubbing? You can go home now. Oh, boy. I'm just trying to reach gold status. We be this job sucks. Welcome to the This Job Sucks podcast. I am here with AIC Hotel Group. For those of you who don't know, AIC Hotel Group actually came from the all-inclusive collection who premiered the first ever all-inclusive Hard Rock Hotels in Mexico and Dominican Republic, as well as the first ever Hard Rock Golf Clubs. Now we've expanded our brand. We've added in Eden Rock Miami Beach. Nobu Miami Beach, as well as luxury all-inclusive Unico 2087. I am joined here by the amazing Frank Maduro. Frank, how are you? I'm doing good, Dan. How are you today? I'm, you know, living the dream, as usual. One of the things uh, that I love about Frank is, is he's, he's one of those guys that, that tells it how it is and sometimes how it isn't, but mostly how it is. And that's why today uh, he's our master of marketing and he's going to talk to us a little bit about the bells and whistles. Uh, so that's the name of the episode. We're talking bells and whistles. We're talking about everything you wanted to and didn't want to know about marketing, about partnerships, about some of our wins and about some of the L's we've taken in our, our days here. But first, yeah, Frank, so you've been here now eight years. I'm sure you've been... You know, you've had a lot of uh, great experiences. What would you say is uh, one of the coolest things that you've done since you've been here with AIC? You know, uh, Dan, thank you for the kind intro. Thank you for that whole mastermind, even though it's overrated and it's really not true. Uh, I'm only uh, I'm only as good as the people that surround me. Isn't that a cliche? Wow. You sound just like a politician. You're running for Should Congress? I use cliches today or not? No <laughs> I, cliches I, I, allowed. I would, I would hope not. So the podcast should be called No Cliches Allowed. No Cliches Allowed. Because I'm going to throw up on the microphone if we keep you using cliches. So, Dan, thanks for the intro. Yeah, we do a little bit of marketing and, uh, you know, you kind of want to talk a little bit about some of the most interesting things that have happened to us. Are these things that we can actually say on the air? Or you want private stories, public stories? What is it you want? Let, let's go half and half. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that we've experienced together as, as a company and some of those things that people may not know about you so for example um i heard little birdie told me something about you can hold your breath for how long rumors have it it's about four minutes and 30 seconds four minutes and 30 where were you when i dropped my sunglasses in the ocean yeah yeah you should have looked for me uh when you dropped the sunglasses when you dropped your wallet at the nightclub when you lost that one sock at the party there's plenty of things i could have done with those four minutes and 30 seconds <laughs> well <laughs> Frank, I, I, I need you around me 24-7, apparently. Um, so with, with your experience, with everything that you've done, um, it's translated into different parts of actually this job, some of the good things that we've done, some of the, uh, the more, the different things, you know, that we do here at AIC. So when, when we first began, what was, what was your idea of what are we going to do here? You know, when we first started this venture uh, back eight years ago, uh, my first exposure to not only AIC but our city hotels was I walked into an office where they were not expecting me. They didn't know I was coming. I didn't have an office. I didn't have a desk. The receptionist didn't know who I was. So that was kind of my intro. So it was a little disruptive, a little scary, a little intimidating. It made me question if this is the place I want to be, uh, if this is the brand I want to work for? Are these the people that I want to hang around with? And you know what? Ultimately, that's what marketing is all about. Being disruptive, questioning everything that's around you, walking into uncomfortable situations, uh, 
questioning partnerships, questioning people, questioning motives. But in the end, if you believe in what you're doing, you have a vision, you see the brand value, you see the value in the people that are with you, it all equates to wins. Uh, you know, nothing comes easy. Everything requires a lot of work. I thought we said no cliches. No cliches. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It does require work. Uh, we went through a lot. But in the end, uh, you know, we've built successful brands, plural. Uh, as you know, we have the only all-inclusive hard rocks in the world. We also launched this Unico brand, uh, which has done phenomenally well. But overall, it's been a wonderful experience. Great ride. Don't forget the all-inclusive here in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The all-inclusive launch of Eden Rock Miami Beach, which was a gamble, uh, and that so far has paid off tremendously, and it's been a huge success for us. But talking about successes, it's easy. Talking about failures is hard, and we've had plenty of them. But you know what? That's why that's what makes this job great. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this job is absolutely terrible, as we mention every day on the show. Um, you know, as we talk about some of our, our failures, just heading back to Riviera Maya. Uh, one of the things that, that I first heard about when I signed on, it was right after Riviera Maya opened, was this amazing beach bar we're going to open. It's going to be right there in the ocean. Frank, tell me all about this beach bar because it sounds great. You know, the beach bar is still in the plants. We're still <laughs> working on the permitting. Uh, it's taken a little longer than expected, but soon come. Uh, soon might come. be by the time that we move to another island. But the beach bar, it's on its way. Don't worry about it, Dan. Keep promising that beach bar because your dreams will come true. I feel like I feel like that beach bar is is, is like the Easter Bunny. You know, it, one day one day I'll catch them. And listen, by the way, talking about cliches, uh, when we first started this idea of a podcast, uh, we were presented a bunch of names for the podcast. Boy, talk about cliche <laughs> names. You guys lack the creativity. They're really to run a podcast. I hope these things. This thing is a success, not one of the fails in our list. Uh, so best of luck uh, and. I wonder who came up with the name, This Job Sucks. Um, you know, actually, I, I know exactly who it was. It was uh, one of our marketing coordinators. Uh, <laughs> um, and so one of the things that I, I love about, you know, the fact, the fact that we can joke around and we can tell stories about each other. And, and one of the things about you, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, this, this surprised me, is that, you know, the fact that you used to be so involved in BMX and, and how that translated into seeing you on a bike on the live feed from the Woodward, or Woodward Grand Opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything in life relates to what you do, uh, your passions, you bring your passions to work. Uh, one of the challenges that we had as a hard rock, as a brand, was uh, what do you do for a particular segment, uh, which are kids and teens? Uh, if you have teens, boy, do you know how difficult they are to please? Uh, teens, really, everything sucks, everything is boring, I don't want to do that. Uh, so they're very, very difficult to please, not only in at home, but also on vacation. So drawing back on that experience, when I was young, uh, riding BMX, riding bikes, surfing, all the things that we did, I used to love Woodward. Woodward was one of my passions. I wish I could have gone, but I couldn't. I grew up, you know, single mom with three kids, so she definitely could not afford Woodward. So uh, now that I got into this position and I was able to bring that opportunity to the hotels as an amenity that would really impact kids and attract kids, we did it. The nice thing is ownership stood behind us. We actually went to visit Woodward in Pennsylvania. Uh, and there's quite a few funny stories about visiting Woodward in Pennsylvania, which makes this whole experience great. Okay, well, you just said there's funny stories. We got to hear one of them. Well, you know, boys being boys, I was on a plane with uh, two of the owners. 
Uh, they're both younger than I am. I was also on the plane with Ash Tambay, who's older than I am, surprisingly enough. Uh, and he looks a lot older. He's only a few years older. But uh, as boys would have it, you start talking about competition and who runs faster than the other one. I mean, you were talking about 30 and 40-year-old men talking about who runs faster. Uh, so we get off the plane. First thing we do is we do a foot race in front of all the Woodward executives who thought we were absolutely crazy, ridiculous, immature individuals. But ultimately, we signed on the deal, and it's been very productive. All right, but who won the race? That's the real question. Dan. Dan, by looking at me, who do you think won the race? Wow. I can't believe it. Osh actually won. That's crazy. Osh was, <laughs> was actually last place. Uh, I can tell you that I was in first place, and then uh, the two younger uh, Chapors were somewhere in the middle. Well, just speaking hypothetically, weighing more than all of you, I'd still win. Um, one of the things you mentioned was that how, how Woodward was definitely part of one of the things you dreamed about as a kid. Now, I, when I was younger, I wanted to go to space camp more than anything in the world. Frank, can you build me a space camp at Hard Rock? Yeah, it'll come, it'll come with the swim up uh, ocean bar. <laughs> Same oh, time. Great. Oh, great. Perfect. Perfect. No, I, I, you know, I, I love Woodward. I love the whole idea behind it. Um, I used to play Tony Hawk Pro Skater back on my PlayStation, the, the original PlayStation, and then uh, PlayStation 2, and they introduced the build your own skate park with Woodward. And then when we went up to Copper, I was like, oh my God, it's, it's real. It's really here. And just jumping around the trampolines, I mean, walking around on, I was exhausted walking around the gymnastics floor. <laughs> it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. And, you know, you mentioned Tony Hawk. If uh, you have any agents out there that were able to attend the grand opening, they were able to meet Tony Hawk and not only meet Tony Hawk, but able to see him skate. So you're talking about a skateboard icon at one of our properties. Uh, and he was so accessible and so friendly and so down to earth. So it was so refreshing to see that. But that's one of the great things about this job, that you have access to these type of celebrities that you would never have access to, you know, in another life. Yeah, I mean, we everything from, you know, Tony Hawk to, you know, the biggest stars. I mean, we have Pitbull, Shakira, we have uh, Madonna, we have, you know, all these, Brett Michaels, we've had all these amazing concerts. And um, it's definitely one of the things I feel where we do really well. Yeah, we, we definitely do concerts very well, but at the same time, you know, we failed in quite a few concerts and we learned our lessons through trial and error. Uh, when we started the whole Hard Rock brand concept, we thought immediately we're going to be the world leaders in entertainment. We're going to be the world leaders uh, when it comes to concerts and events. And we started having concerts in Mexico and we realized that, you know, people don't necessarily travel specifically to see a concert. If they happen to be in the destination, they will go. Uh, otherwise, they're not going to travel for it. So we shifted our focus to having concerts in Punta Cana where we have ancillary business such as casinos and restaurants and other things uh, that are more conducive to having entertainment at the level of a Shakira, of Anjobi, uh, some of the big A-listers. So, you know, we learned our lessons. We took our bumps in Mexico with big concerts. Now we have smaller concerts, radio come-alongs, other forms of entertainment, and we're keeping the Justin Beavers, Justin Timberlakes, uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, Rihannas and the Snoop Dogs of the world to Punta Cana. Okay, awesome, awesome. But are, are we still doing, we're still doing the big concerts for grand openings, right? We're doing massive concerts for grand opening. That's the tradition. We do a guitar smash. We have celebrities attending. We do a three-day party event. Uh, it's really an all-out uh, celebration uh, of this great brand. All right, awesome. You know, I, I, I can't wait for some of the upcoming, uh, upcoming grand openings between Cabo and all the other fun stuff we have in the works. Yeah. All right, which one are you looking forward to the most? 
uh, as far as grand openings go or as far as concerts go, as far as, as partnerships go? As far as concerts go, go in general. You know, uh, Cabo is going to be an interesting concept. Uh, we're looking to see how we mix it up a little bit, who we bring down that resonates with, you know, not only our trade audience, but also our consumer audience. I'm available, Frank. I know you are, Dan. I know you are. And you come cheap, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're looking at some type of big A-list possible, uh, a music-style festival where we bring world-class DJs and world-class entertainment or just a world-class band. So uh, really looking forward to that. We have four grand openings under our belt. We're going to make the fifth one memorable, better than every single other one that we've done in the past. Uh, we just have to put a name to uh, the location. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm excited because I've never been to a grand opening. I started right after the grand opening of Hard Rock Riviera Maya. So one of the other things that I love about our brand is the fact that we are, we're different. We're different than everything else. You know, we're not the same old, same old that you see at every show. So, you know, when I come in in a T-shirt, blazer and jeans, it kind of shakes up the mood of the room. It's the same for us. I mean, when I first started in this job uh, and uh, I saw the way that we were dressing, uh, you know, it's a little bit different than most uh, corporate offices in America. The way that we deliver the message, the way that we approach the hotel business as a whole, uh, it was really a refreshing change, something that industry hadn't seen. Uh, we got to learn many things. I mean, we got to deal with celebrities negotiating concerts, and you'd be surprised what goes behind the negotiation of bringing an artist down. You would think, you know, just pay them a million bucks and they're going to come down. Well, they come back with some writers that are ridiculous. And some of the stories that you've heard, like, I just want green M&Ms in my room and I want the room chilled to 72 degrees with a bottle of Dom Perignon, it's all true. But what people don't know is that the reason they do those things on a writer is not necessarily to be difficult. Is for an artist to have a way out in case anything happens. So they can say, well, you didn't have my green M&Ms. You breached the contract. Or the room wasn't chilled enough, so you breached the contract. So uh, it's really a funny business. Uh, they always blame it on the manager, uh, and the managers are very difficult. Most of the artists are sweethearts, very down-to-earth people, very down-to-earth individuals, a pleasure to deal with. But it's a very tough business. So I got to know what was on the kids' bop rider. I mean, chicken fingers... You know, maybe some ice pops. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the kids, Bob kids, were adorable, the nicest, most polite children ever. Talented as can be. Their handlers were fantastic. Overall, was such a positive experience. The best part of the kids, Bob concert was the fact that kids recognized who they were. They enjoyed it. We had a house full of children, which you never, never see all in one place. So it was a fantastic experience. But what was the craziest, the craziest request that we've had so far um, for any any artist, any any anybody that's come in and performed at any of our hotels? Uh, basically, we had a couple of them. We had one, uh, which was basically uh, we had a band requesting oxygen chambers uh, prior to the concert. They each wanted an individual oxygen chamber. Uh, for the Hard Rock Hotel Cancun grand opening. Uh, and then we also had Nick Jonas, who wanted uh, a 90s basketball player who was not Michael Jordan. I don't know what that was all about. But, I mean, we do get some crazy, crazy requests. We even had a celebrity do a birthday party at one of our properties in Playa del Carmen, and he actually called me, personally called me, because he wanted a camel to make a grand entrance to his party. That is a true story. So does he just think you have camels lying around? Well, we told him we can provide a donkey, not a camel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, some people, uh, some people have those those ideas. 
I mean, they think that when they hear all inclusive, that it means that it, literally everything, the, the camel, the elephant, giraffe, whatever, you know, all the, all the livestock. But, you know, with the all inclusive, we have uh, our new, all, the inclusions. I mean, everything similar to Unico. It's just with Hard Rock and Unico, everything is included spa, golf tours, salon, just with that small service fee. So that's pretty unique to us. But one of the things I love about it is it adds value to people's vacations. You know, yeah. and that's just one thing that I, I, I always harp on when I'm talking to agents is, is that we provide value. We, we know we're not the least expensive option, but we certainly provide a, a lot of different services. Yeah, you know, part of the, the, the rationale or the thought process behind this uh, limitless inclusions or, you know, all-inclusive, limitless, all-inclusive. Uh, it really evolved from the resort credit program. Uh, when we started the resort credit program many, many years ago, we're the pioneers in it. Uh, when people go on vacation, they want to do all those things. They want to have a spa. They want to go to the spa, they, the golf. Uh, they want to go on tours. They want to have upgraded dinners. They want to do all those things. And, you know, they ended up paying for them. So at some point, they started questioning, are you truly an all-inclusive? So we started the resort credit program as a way to include more things. Uh, when we did it, we had other hoteliers jump on the bandwagon uh, with very limiting resort credit programs where you had to have a coupon on a Tuesday night before midnight in order to have a spa service on your feet. Uh, and that became a very confusing message. So we didn't want to be grouped with all those uh, other all-inclusive hotels. So we broke the mold and we came out with limitless inclusions, which now basically you can do everything as part of your inclusive package with a small service fee. That's awesome. I mean, and it really, you know, everybody can do everything that they'd like um but bringing it back to the individual agents what if you were to give them their their travel tip if you were going to say hey this is this is the one thing i want you to take away from this podcast from mr mastermind frank what would you what would you say to them what would you do what would you what advice would you give you know most agents are very savvy. Uh, they're business savvy. They're marketing savvy, sales savvy. Uh, and I think the ones that stand out from the rest, the ones that are very, very successful, have really taken a path of disruption, uh, not following that cattle branding. When I say cattle branding is basically they follow the path of all the cattle. They're branded under the same brands. And in the end, they all end up in a slaughterhouse. But you know what? By being disruptive, you walk away from that. Uh, you partner up with those brands that you believe in that provide support. And I know many of you have heard this, but you really have to align yourself uh, with brands that you feel comfortable with, you feel that you can sell easily, that you have confidence in, that you know you're going to get the support, uh, and that there's going to be value there. We know we're not the product for every single consumer. We're not expecting agents to send every single one of their clients. But you know what? Partner up with those you feel comfortable with. And also wrap your car with hard rock. Well, that too. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Well, Frank, thank you so much for joining us here on the This Job Sucks podcast. Dan, thank you for having me. Great having you on, Frank. And thank you all for listening to the This Job Sucks podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like, share with your friends, and follow us on Facebook at This Job Sucks Podcast, Instagram, This Job Sucks Podcast, and Twitter at AIC This Job Sucks. Big shout out to Alex Nemesis for the music and the mixing. And remember, this job sucks.